There's a monumental shift in power at work. Employees are speaking up, turnover is rising, salaries are increasing, hiring is tough, and burnout is real. It's time to unleash growth. It's time to transform your HR from powerless to powerful. Join ADP on February the 23rd. Reserve your spot now. Go to gettheplan.adp.com to register for the Work Interrupted Summit. Welcome to a new episode of the Prosperity on Air podcast. I'm your host, Paola De Vescovi, and I'm here to help you create freedom and prosperity in your life with the location-independent business that you can run from anywhere in the world. Welcome to this new episode of the Prosperity on Air podcast, episode number 10. And uh, today uh, we have a very special uh, episode with a very special guest on uh, a topic that I would call crucial, key, imperative, absolutely necessary, fundamental, and you name it. And I'm talking uh, about you know the legal aspects of running a business and particularly the legal aspects of running an online business. There are things that we take for granted and, and that sometimes we even ignore and uh, and therefore we do not take into account and uh, and they are instead fundamental and one of these aspects is intellectual property we publish a lot of content uh, we uh, you know give interviews with we have uh, guests on our shows and we do not be- believe we do not think that it is necessary to uh, protect all this content all this content it's our an important asset of ours And we need to protect it. And there are things that, of course, we cannot be aware of because we are not legal people. We are entrepreneurs, business owners. And therefore, it's very important to to ask advice from people who specialize on these matters. So it's about, as I said, protecting our property, our assets, and uh, in your business in your business as as well as in my business the intellectual property rights is really a topic that we need to understand a little bit more and all this it represents part of the foundation of your business and this is why i have decided to to invite this today's special guest um, a lawyer, an expert in uh, in this uh, field, and it is my pleasure to introduce you to Mark Field. Uh, Mark Field, as I said, is a lawyer. He's based in the United States, and uh, he um, advises a number 
of businesses. It has a very wide and extensive experience with clients in the pharmaceutical, medical, biological, uh, clinical research field and internet, internet publishing, industrial automation, software, home accessories, e-commerce and as I said, you name it, a very, very wide uh, and uh, extensive experience in, uh, you know, counseling and advising his clients on intellectual property. So without any further ado, I just wanted to introduce you to the interview uh, I, I had with uh, Mark Field, on this very, very important topic, intellectual property. Mark, thank you very much for being with me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. So, Mark, I have already introduced you a little bit, but I would like to ask you to tell our audience more about yourself and what you do. Sure. Well, I have been practicing law uh, with the law firm Evans Petrie here in Memphis, Tennessee now for a number of years. I've been practicing law uh, since 1983. Um, over the years, I've handled many different types of litigation and commercial matters. Today, much of my practice has its roots in work that I did for Sharing Plow Corporation, now Merck back in the 1980s when I represented its U.S. and international consumer businesses. I was blessed at that time to get to learn from some of the best lawyers in the country, and today I primarily help small to mid-sized businesses and their owners identify and manage risks attendant to their various businesses. Uh, in the context of intellectual property, this often means help them identify their existing intellectual property, creating intellectual property strategies, uh, and coaching those clients regarding the implementation of those strategies. Mark, can you tell us exactly what intellectual property is? Sure. Uh, intellectual property is a form of property created by the mind, uh, and it's unique in that it exists solely by virtue of the laws of our various countries. Uh, lawyers define IP in terms of industrial product, property and creative property uh, like written works. Uh, but I like to think of IP in terms of what it does for its owners. In business terms, there are really three main types of intellectual property. There's exclusive intellectual property, that being intellectual property over which you have a monopoly of the idea, and, and that's essentially the domain of patents. Um, and there are utility patents, plant mm -hmm. patents, and yeah. design patents. Then there's kind of what I call gatekeeper IP. So it's intellectual property that, that you don't um, have an exclusive uh, over. Anybody could uh, potentially have the same trade secret, for example. Um, but over your trade secret, you maintain the right to control who has access to it 
and what they may do with it. So which rights they may practice. And so this type of intellectual property consists of trade secrets and copyrights. Then you have identity IP. This is intellectual property that provides the owner a means of assisting its customers in associating the company with the goods and services that it offers. Mm -hmm. So this type of IP consists of trademarks, and, and they are words, designs, sounds, and colors that serve as indicators of the source of goods and services. Things like your logo or your the name that you have for a particular product or service. So also everything that we write on our websites and on blogs is considered intellectual property. I wouldn't say everything. Uh, mm. What is protected is mm. your creative expression. So mm -hmm. your unique way of, of uh, writing. Um, let's say that... Uh, Uh, you are writing a novel and you have characters uh, in that novel. You're creating a story. You've imagined that story and you write it. And so that creative work, the minute it is um, uh, put into a tangible form, uh, becomes the subject of, of copyright. Yeah. Things like facts and ideas, they're not protectable as copyright. But your expression of them may be. So if you, you know, your particular word choice, um, your combination of, uh, of words used to express an idea may be protectable, whereas the idea itself is not. Okay. So the, the articles that I publish in my blog may be protected? Yes. Yes. And also, you know, if I create courses, online courses, the, the courses that I create are protected too. Uh, very, very possibly. To give yeah. you an example, in mm -hmm. the area of testing, um, when one writes a test question uh, in business, you would typically come up with a fact situation that you imagine, mm -hmm. and then you offer perhaps a series of, uh, of options that one might... Uh, Uh, select some of which are false and some of and, and one of which at least is true or most correct uh, and the uh, the student is asked to select the one that is correct or the most correct out of the offered answers mm -hmm. that is protectable um, because of the creativity in writing the question yeah. on the other hand the method of writing, of, of testing knowledge, using a multiple choice test as would be the method, the method is not protectable as a trade secret. Um, that would have to be, or a copyright, that would have to be something that uh, would be protected under patent law if mm -hmm. it's protectable at all. Yeah. Um, and the nature, the, the underlying facts that you're testing, the knowledge that you're testing, That's not necessarily protectable either. No. Um, if it is, it would have to be under uh, under uh, trade secret law. Yes. Uh, and you would be controlling access and only letting people get to your test 
you know, after they signed the confidentiality agreement. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, you know, there are nuances in intellectual property, and one needs to understand them in order to envision how to best protect what they're doing. Yeah. And what are the main mistakes that you see that people make online and that may create a threat to their intellectual property? The, the most common mistake that I see online made by an internet entrepreneur is the failure to secure ownership of their website. Mm. They'll go and they'll hire uh, a third party to create a website. That third party um, devotes creative efforts uh, and writes the code that makes it appear on the screen. They may... Uh, create the color scheme of the of the website the the uh, uh, the layout and design at adding creative elements to that site if the agreement doesn't have appropriate language to ensure that the ownership vests in the entrepreneur then the website designer actually owns that intellectual property Uh, and that can create huge problems for the entrepreneur later if, if there's a desire to change service providers or even sell the company um, in that they will not be able to uh, necessarily convey that asset without having to pay significant dollars to uh, the owner of that asset. So that can be a big problem. Uh, and... You know, there are others, for example, uh, failure to secure uh, the trademarks uh, mm-hmm. can result in a, uh, pro- a, a proliferation of very similar domain names uh, that their customers go to uh, thinking that they're going to the entrepreneur's website. Uh, and the entrepreneur can't go and... Um, obtain ownership of those websites because they don't have a registered trademark. They would have to go uh, to court to mm. sue to um, uh, stop that use, and, and that can be difficult and expensive. Um, you know, you also see this uh, the, the failure to trademark or register trademarks uh, create problems uh, when third parties use the trademark in their keywords to drive traffic to the competitive's, competitor's site instead of the entrepreneur's site, or they use it uh, in social media, and uh, in the absence of owning a registration, it's difficult to go to those media providers and get them to shut down that third-party use mm-hmm. uh, without one going to court and getting a court order. Yeah. Um, now that we are living in this globalized world and we are all online, we have businesses online uh, and we are based in different countries, I imagine that there are differences between the between countries in terms of intellectual property rights. So what are the commonalities that you see as far as intellectual property rights are concerned? 
Well, some commonalities. Um, there, there are treaties that bridge the differences in how intellectual property is protected mm-hmm. in different countries. Um, so these would include, for example, the Berne Convention uh, regarding copyrights, the Paris Convention for in- Industrial Property, the, the Patent Cooperation Treaty, the Treaty of Nice for Trademarks, and the Mar- Madrid Agreement and many, many others. So Mm -hmm. when we're dealing in cross-border situations, it's important to understand um, which treaties impact your particular business Mm -hmm. um, and that your rights are protected. So if if you as an entrepreneur uh, in Italy go and purchase your website from a developer in, say, India, uh, then Indian uh, laws are implicated with regard to ownership of of the rights that are created there as opposed to Italian rights. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so one needs to understand um, where this intellectual property arises and how to address it and then in some cases, you can uh, receive some level of priority by virtue of protection in one country um, uh, when seeking protection in another. And the Patent Cooperation Treaty is a good example of that. Uh, it gives essentially a grace period in which one filing a um, patent in a country has to seek protection in other countries mm-hmm. uh, without losing priority dates. So, so it's important to understand how these laws uh, work together um, and what happens when there isn't an applicable treaty between two countries. Um, you know, that's equally important. So for the entrepreneur, it is uh, a complicated landscape and one where it's important to talk to legal counsel. Yes, yeah. This is, you know, one question I wanted to ask you is I imagine that one of the reasons why uh, online entrepreneurs don't protect their intellectual property rights enough is because they are not aware of what they should do. So, of course, seeking advice from somebody like you, who's an expert in in the field, is the most important thing to do. However, um, are there any, you know, websites where one can just, you know, find information just to be more aware of what they should know? There, there are websites, uh, and I'm sure they vary by country and by language. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones with which I'm most familiar are those that are in English. Yeah. Uh, in the United States, information is available through the United States Patent and Trademark Office, um, which is www.uspto.gov. Uh, the Copyright Office, which is www.copyright.gov, and the state government websites, um, because intellectual property in America uh, arises 
both under state and federal law, mm-hmm. it's important to uh, to drill down a little bit deeper uh, beyond just the, the U.S. government level to fully understand intellectual property here. Now, treaty information is available through organizations like the World International uh, Property uh, Organization and other entities. Um, so, you know, a, a search can be done through search engines like Google, uh, where you mention a type of intellectual property and the country, and it will typically pull up uh, a number of websites that uh, might provide that type of information. Uh, you know, I, I personally believe that then the, the best thing to do is to seek advice from the experts, also because we cannot be jack-of-all-trades and do everything in our business. So the best thing to do is to ask advice from, you know, a professional, an expert like you. So let's say that I'm an entrepreneur and, you know, I I come to you because I want advice. What kind of services do you offer uh, entrepreneurs to help them avoid incurring in unpleasant situations in terms of, you know, violation of intellectual property rights or, you know, not having enough protection of these rights? Sure. Uh, Well, we help our clients, first and foremost, to identify and understand their intellectual property. Um, All intellectual property has strengths and it has weaknesses. it's, It's not created equal. There are very strong trademarks, very protectable trademarks, And there are trademarks that trademark attorneys would tell you are weak. They offer very little benefit in terms of helping a consumer identify the the provider or the source of that good or service. So we help them understand this, and, and that's important. Just to take trademarks, for example, if you choose to utilize a weak trademark, then you're going to have to spend more dollars in advertising in order to help the consumers link that brand to you as the source. And you're going to have to endure the risk that your competitors can create what I like to think of as sort of static on a radio by using uh, your terminology Uh, in a non-trademark manner, or perhaps even as part of a trademark, so that their customers are seeing the words that you're relying on to create that connection. Uh, And they get distracted by that, and, you know, therefore it takes much more advertising to break through that distraction and help them make that connection. So, Mm -hmm. So that's an example in the trademark realm. Uh, but we we help them develop strategies to protect their intellectual property and maximize its useful life. Uh, this is this comes into play uh, often with trade secrets when you're dealing with third-party sourcing uh, for your products uh, or perhaps even your services, and making sure that your 
trade secrets are protected. We help them implement these strategies. And we help them stage their companies for sale, as an example, by making sure that their intellectual property rights are all in order and ready to present to a potential buyer or banker. We also help them do things like buy, sell, and license their intellectual property in a way that is compliant with laws. So those are just some examples of how we help our customers avoid unpleasant situations. Let's say that I'm just starting out in my online business. What are the steps that you would suggest to me that I make in order to be sure that I really start the right way, bearing in mind how, you know, my intellectual property is an important asset for my business? Sure. You know, all entrepreneurs, and particularly entrepreneurs that are at the startup stage of their business, take risks. They have to take risks. And, you know, part of this process is making cost-benefit analysis, right, to decide which steps you can afford to take as you go forward. But if you are proceeding blindly because you don't understand your intellectual property, then you're gambling. What we like to do, and what I strongly suggest, is that entrepreneurs take the time and a few dollars to discuss their business plan with a qualified intellectual property attorney so that they can understand what their intellectual property is, what they will be developing, and the steps that they need to protect it, as well as the costs associated with each of those steps. This allows them to do a couple of things. One, not all intellectual property is equally important to their business, so it will help them prioritize which intellectual property they wish to protect and allocate their available resources accordingly. It also helps them go in and talk to their capital sources, be it investors or banks, and discuss their intellectual property in a meaningful way that reflects that they're really on top of their business, that they understand what they're doing, and to advocate allocations of available funds for various uses with regard to their intellectual property. So understanding the optimum path and associated costs will dramatically impact the entrepreneur's ability to progress without stepping into some of these pitfalls. And they're going to find that there are various things that they can do that are fairly low cost and high benefit. Mark, I would like now to let our audience know where they can 
find you online. So if they, they need, you know, advice, your services and know more about you, where can they find you? Sure. Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn uh, if they search R Mark Field and Memphis. Uh, then I can come up through the rankings of uh, a variety of uh, other Mark Fields out there in the world. <laughs> uh, and uh, they can also find me through my law firm, Evans Petrie, and, and that website is www.evans.com. Petrie.com. So Evans is spelled E-V-A-N-S. And Petrie is P-E-T-R-E-E. So at EvansPetrie.com, they can find me. They can also reach me through Skype uh, at r.mark.field. And because of the proliferation of scams out there in, in our wonderful world, I suggest that they uh, indicate to me in their contact that they heard of me through your podcast. Yeah. That would be helpful. That, that's a very good idea. And all the, the links that we have mentioned also to, uh, to the websites where we can find more information on, uh, uh patents and, uh, intellectual property rights, as well as the links that you have just mentioned to be able to get in touch with you, they will all be in the show notes of this episode. And Mark, I really want to thank you for being with me, for your time and for the precious advice that you have given us. And I really hope that, you know, uh, you will be able for another interview on another very specific topic uh, that I think, you know, it's very important to understand in this hyper-connected world. Well, that would be great. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today and uh, look forward to that follow-up interview. Thank you. So thank you very much. And I really, I would love to have you as my guest again. Great. Thanks. So uh, as you've heard, uh, trademarks, patents, uh, content, uh, all this is our property these are our assets and they must be protected. And we should not try to do it ourselves. And, you know, be, as I said in the interview, jack of all trades, experts on everything and anything, because we are not. And all this content, all this property that we own is the foundation of our business and it deserves protection and the right legal protection. So I really urge you to turn to an expert, a, a legal expert, and be sure that everything you are doing online is protected. And especially, as we have heard, in this globalized world, um, it's very easy to neglect little things that might be really detrimental for our business. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will certainly invite Mark to come back um, to explore other topics that we are not aware of and instead are very important for our businesses. 
And uh, I wish you all the best for this week, a wonderful and productive uh, and prosperous week. And uh, all the details to get in touch with Mark and also all the links to the websites where you can find uh, more information about intellectual property rights and trademarks are all in the show notes of this episode at uh, www.projectprosperity.com slash 010 intellectual property. I say it again, www.projectprosperity.com slash 010 intellectual property. And you can also find this podcast on iTunes. So we would really appreciate if you can leave us a, a review if you enjoyed this episode and uh, also the other episode in the podcast. This will be very important uh, to us. So again, have a wonderful rest of the week and I will see you next week with another episode of the Prosperity On Air podcast. Bye for now. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.